0: Hello and welcome to Paul and Bertie podcast, I am delighted on a lovely summer's Friday evening to be joined by Man Henry, how you doing?
1: Hi Paul, hi Stephen, hi
0: Dan, how you both doing? How you doing guys? And your Covid dog, and Dan Devani. Cheers, it's Friday evening. Friday evening and Stephen Kane. how you doing Stephen? Very well thank you, nice to be on. Yeah, so yeah. It's uh well your 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 prediction came true, Martin Henry. Eleven just won these eleven games. Well we got ten ten and a half, didn't we? But it was enough.
1: Yeah. I can I can't remember when I started counting it down. I think it was about
0: fourteen games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just
1: keep going, just keep
0: going one game at a time. It's funny how the I've been reading stuff and the the Celtic fans have changed the way they look at it. Uh, like this this is a great football team, blah blah, blah. But realistically in those sort uh, of times it was fourteen to go or thirteen games to go. It's very hard to predict that, that was going to happen. Although you did handle, but what do you think Dan at the time? It was very nip and tuck. And It was, I was saying we're getting we're getting a couple of very tight victories.
2: Um and then we started skeleting a couple of teams but we knew we still had um, that mob to come, and we still had a couple of tricky away games. But we were looking good, and I think, to be fair, we were quite confident, quietly confident. You know what I mean? Um, we were playing well enough, and Rangers were slitting up. So, um, but no, it was uh, well. I was quietly confident that we were going to do it,
0: um, and as you say, Martin predicted it right. It's, it's very funny. At twenty it's points behind, neverhand. Oh jeez! But it's very funny, Stephen. How <laughs> how quickly the whole thing. Un, I suppose unravels is kind of the right word expression. Like for a, a Liverpool season, Liverpool are saying they're going for the quadruple, and then suddenly they get one trophy. Then the league slips, and suddenly it's the Champions League. It's very interesting between mid-April, start of April to today. Today, how they, everything just unravels. It just goes where it's got to go, and you just got to keep winning those games. And then people start to rewrite and say, "Oh." This Celtic team's X, Y, and Z. This Rangers team, but actually during the games, some of the games weren't great. But I think it was just laser focus, Stephen, on that sort of goal of winning the league. I think, yeah,
3: it's, but it's you still. I mean, I was quite nervous right up until the end, and um, we lost Kyogo, and you know, with some changes, and um, but I think Jack Amakis, Jack stepped up. Started banging the goals in, so certain people sort of are really stood up, and um, and that's that's how you win the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, the Rangers. The, it's it's funny, but the Rangers game in itself. Angie said he was never going to. He would always go forward in this this sort of PR of relentlessness. But actually, Dan, do you not think that Celtic actually managed that game out? Got the draw.
2: Ibro- Ibrox or Celtic Park? Celtic Park? The,
0: the draw one, yeah. We just managed it out. We got the game, and we managed it out. He didn't. He didn't go full throttle. Maybe no, he I-
2: didn't. But that that second half was
0: it was squeaky bum time.
2: You know, like the Rangers could easily have won it towards the end. We were on the ropes. You could see we panicked. We did panic. We should have yeah, put it away at the start, but we panicked big style the last twenty minutes. I
1: don't think that was managing a game. I think that was. You know we should have put them away in the first half. we didn't actually start the game that well and then had a period where we came into it, scored and then created a few more chances in quick succession and should have put them away um but if Rangers had come away with a win in that game you wouldn't have uh, you wouldn't have been talking and saying oh they didn't deserve it because actually in the second half they created enough chances and had enough of the ball that you know they they could have they didn't, but yeah, I don't think it was us managing the game out and just settling for a draw. I think we were just getting uh, outplayed, unfortunately, for periods of that second half. Out,
2: outplayed in some serious bad decision making in the back just put more pressure on us, um,
0: and I think it was just sheer panic. Well, see, okay. see, the thing is, like, I, I'm listening to all this stuff, and I mean, there is a, a, a sycophantic. People out there, I get, I get the the need to polish up the the season and put some sort of words around about it. But what they're saying to me doesn't ring true for me. I'm thinking, okay, it was brilliant, won the league, fantastic. But ultimately, I I thought in that game we did manage, we didn't go for the juggler, and okay, we were lucky, but we we didn't dominate them like we did in February and that's then when you started hearing the words like oh Lindstrom's the best player in Scotland and I'm like no he's not and then you start looking at it and going he's actually getting more of the ball than you'd like him to have you know, Hatati wasn't in the game as much and you start to you know, you start to have that sort of balanced view a wee bit more when you're watching but I thought they did manage it I didn't, I didn't think he went I think he kind of knew the draw when he was talking in his interview he kind of knew the draw suited him more than it suited them but well, definitely, City yeah. does more than City did.
1: Uh, but I think in the the two games were totally different because in January we just completely played them off the park by playing football, and they just had no answer to anything we threw mm-hmm. at them. And I think one of the players that was you know inspired that night was Hitati. His form is not as good as it was you know when he first arrived. Just fair enough if he's played. You know, back-to-back seasons without a break you, you would expect form to dip at some point and also the, the the way that Rangers played was a bit more what you would expect that they would come and they would be physical um, and you know in January I don't really think anyone expected us to, to blow Rangers away the way that we did because ultimately we just had three footballers in the middle of the park Yeah, we, we didn't have a tough guy uh, but those three guys played so well in the middle um, that it didn't matter. We were just too too quick and too hot to handle. Whereas I think it was a bit different. They did have a, a couple of cloggers in the middle of the pitch, and you know Hitate wasn't at the same same pace and intensity as he was. and you know wasn't able to impact the game in the same way.
2: Yeah, and that game in January we we totally blew away and Rangers. Didn't know what to do. They literally did, didn't, they? but and if we if we managed the game, I'd say it was the one. At Ibrox, like mm-hmm. after going behind, getting ourselves back in front, and then well, we we've went through this before. The starts What was it? Forty odd crosses into the box. We just controlled it, and managed it, and they really didn't have a shot and goal. If there's one game, I think we managed well. It was definitely that. What's do
0: that like
3: that game. See the bit where the first seven minutes was absolutely hideous. We, just, we, we kept giving the ball away and then McGregor got the ball and just drove with him. And it's like it was just so good to see. And that position, Stephen McGregor, I know he can play deep in midfield, but see when he's driving forward like that, when he, he's I think he's brilliant. Um and he's so creative as well and he really opened it up and then, you know, got us the goal essentially. But it was um it was a terrible start to that game and you know funnily
2: enough do, McGregor done the exact same thing at the Hearts game that uh, won a couple of games before the end of the season there we had a terrible start to the game the players just looked a bit rattled Hearts scored early or we make some bad decision making and McGregor dragged us into it got the, one one of the times beat a guy down the wing got the ball back off him threw into the box and just it got the fans going again then two minutes later we scored so he, oh, he's definitely he's led us from start to finish this season he's been unbelievable
1: you been... yeah, I think as well, sorry, I was sorry, just going to yeah. say, when we were having a, a bit of a lull in the season, you know, where the, the results were coming, but the, the wins were ugly, um, I think, you know, at that point, we were saying we really need McGregor to, to step up and, you know, when's he going to have his moment where, you know, he's the one that gets us over the line and stuff. And, uh, you know, I think I compared to Scott Brown in the last couple of seasons when we were winning the league, he was popping up with goals at random points, you know, I think Kille when we were losing to Hamilton Hackeys at home and he pops up with a, a winner. You know, when when's McGregor gonna start doing that? And he did. He was the one that kinda of led us back from that that lull where we where it was just it just wasn't happening for us and we were struggling a bit. But he was the one that started to um, you know, really show that he is the captain and the leader out there and lead by
0: example. But I think that it's just it's interesting to watch the way, maybe it's the Celtic market and the way that maybe journalists just say that, like once you won the league it's, it's it definitely, you get a lot of passes and I get that, like Angie's, Angie's this great manager and he, all that sort of stuff and I, I understand that's the way, but when you've got to look at it critically, you're like, well, then you've got to look at the opponents and like Harps are okay I suppose, but then where are we putting this this rangers team and the sort of cuz like I, I was listening to a few guys like you listen to the rangers stuff and they literally they're they're, they're they're they 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 could throw them all out or one minute they're a great team the next minute but where is this where was the threat this year is this rangers team a great uh, not a great team are they a good team or cuz i just didn't see it in january or february but then then they're up there a uh uh, 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 uh uh What do you call that? Uh, playing in the FA Cup final, or whatever cup final it was. Dan, where do you see? I mean, uh, just try and try and try and be as objective as possible because uh, it kind uh, you've got to see where we we're at. Cause we start to talk about later. You know what I mean? The next stage. I, I honestly, can't, I, I seriously can't answer that question because I, I don't watch them. I, I
2: like i Generally, don't watch Rangers games. If Celtic are playing a Saturday, Rangers playing a Sunday and all that, like, people watch it. But I don't, personally, I don't waste my time. You know what I mean? So I can't really I, say where the, where the threat came from. I, I, I said earlier. Uh,
1: sorry. No, no, sorry. Will you finish?
2: No, no, no. I, I insist.
1: No, no, I was just, just going <laughs> to say if you look at it purely from a, a results perspective and you know what they've done in Europe, then... Again, I don't watch a lot of them, but based, based on that, those, those facts, then you would have to say it's the best Rangers team for probably 10, 15 years, going back to the, the last team that had that, that run ah, in the easily, UK yeah, easily. Walter Smith. Um, because one of the things that I think hasn't been played up enough is that as much as Brendan Rodgers came in and wiped the floor and won everything going for consecutive seasons... He also came in and faced the worst Rangers team probably, well, in the new history and the old history of of Rangers. You know, it's not, uh, you know, there wasn't much to go up against there. I know there was this perceived threat because Ronnie Dyle had like the worst Scottish Cup match against them ever. And, you know, people thought, oh, Rangers are going to be a good team. But, I mean, it just wasn't the case. Um, So I think, you know, when you're comparing Ange's victory this year in the league versus any of those Brendan Rogers seasons, you know, I would say the achievement of him winning the league in his first sitting against this Rangers team, which is, you know, has to be up there based on what they've done in Europe. Mm. This year and the last, you know, two, three seasons, has to be up there with that Walt, that second Walter Smith era kind of two thousand and eight. And, you know, that, that advocate team. You know, but,
2: but, but,
1: you know, but what is, so far what far
2: is, the, what is their strength Mark, no, came in. but what is their strength Like people always as I say I don't watch it but like Morelos was there the vast majority I believe so towards especially the second half of the season and um, I always said Kamara, I always thought Kamara was a good player any time I saw him and Aribo yeah. obviously looks a decent player but is it just because do they have a decent defence I know McGregor saves everything that comes at him but were they just getting lucky? People were always just saying they're jammy bastards, but is that just because we're Celtic
0: fans? I think most likely. I think Bassi. I mean Bassi. <laughs> no, Bassi and Golson. When I mean, Golson's away, Bassi, he, he seemed to play well. He played well against us, and he seems to. I mean, that's another discussion. But they seem to be very, very well. If uh, they can deal with the millions of games they're playing and, and get through them all. In the European stuff, like Abassi was like looking amazing, you know? He looked extraordinary, athlete, clearing up everything. Golsum was kind of marshalling them. Tavernier was looking really good. Barisic looked good in a European stage, you know? So, definitely the defence had sorted out. Obviously, there's their, their, their 19 penalty kicks, but we can, I mean, you can be a more than Celtic fan all you like, but I mean, you, And that's just what Rangers bring Rangers bring penalty kicks to the party They're always going to get them in Scotland But I think for definite the defence And their midfield of Davis, Kamara uh, I mean I I still can't I mean again Maybe it's just the way I look at football I just think Arfield's like The biggest passenger in the world But he seems to I mean, he scored an absolute beauty against us in the Sco- you know what I mean, you're like what's going on here how do these, but maybe you're just looking at it in a bad way, you're looking at it saying they're rubbish and you can't really see I mean Lundström, Lindstrom, being the best player in the world and all that, I was like okay there must be something in it yeah he, he, he did kind of dig out and he does but like I wouldn't have Lindstrom anywhere near Celtic but then again he's in a UEFA Cup final you know and you are getting smashed off Bobo Glint
2: isn't the Eiffel Cup final fucking? karate kicking people in the head and after two minutes and still playing yeah,
0: on the Eiffel Cup final was rubbish <laughs> like the, 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 the the football on show from the Eiffel Cup final was absolutely abysmal I heard that Yeah, didn't,
1: didn't watch either but I think again just kind of from what I read and just the, the facts you would have to say that yeah their defence has been good um, not as good as ours in the league bizarrely, but in Europe, their defense is, is held up. Um, and yeah, credit to them where it's, when it's due. They must have got all their strength and conditioning right for this season because at no point did they run out of gas with with all those extra games and the games with extra time and stuff as well. So. Um, they must be doing something right. I know there was a joke a few years ago about the quality brekkies is available at the Rangers training ground. It's, it's obviously not. a uh,
0: is it, I, a I suppose we're always looking. You know, what I mean, you're always looking for a, a gauge. If we use Europe for Celtic as a gauge, or we use this what relentlessness—the way they get through the, Euro, the, 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 the Scottish Cup, the Scottish games—you're happy with it because they got through and they've shown that that sort of desire to win the league for Celtic. On the other hand, Rangers are only a couple of points behind us. So, where's this stranger's team, I suppose it's all—it's good because the next—the next part of it is what type of upgrades do we need to get to 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 continue this? Go, to continue this because we this this thing about Angie Phase Two is coming, and you're trying to work out where do we need to be at? I would say, Dan. Again, I think the Scottish Cup semi-final showed a lot about Celtic. I think we were. I think A Angie's team can't play extra time because they're just knackered B I think after 60, <laughs> 60 minutes Rangers physically battered us and obviously get away with it because they can because they're Rangers and they booted us and I think I think through the season in certain halves and especially in Europe we've lost a lot of energy I know I'm listening to lots of people saying oh this it's relentless football and I don't know. I think maybe the green tinted spectacles are key. out I think to play that system, you will need to get more physically battle-hardened players, and to do that, because I think I think Rangers kind of got us at the end of the season. Then maybe not. I mean, they, they just kind of worked out how to keep in the ring and keep boxing away, and I, I don't like that. You know what I mean? No of course
2: we don't like it and they, they did they figured us out and the Scottish Cup semi was hard to watch you know especially the second half and extra time um, it wasn't a great viewing um, it was the same again with Celtic Park it wasn't a great viewing at all the second half really hard to watch and it was just we thought we were going to lose it but where do we need to improve like we definitely need a, well Rogich is gone obviously we definitely need some backup there and our backup, who I suppose was was beat on um,
0: was gone as well um, what do you think of that? It, just, just, just quickly. What, like, is that not like kind of bizarre? I know it kind of happens, but does it really happen in any other football club? Like, two guys come up with the trophy and suddenly they're away and they're just allowed to go. Stephen, I mean, nobody's allowed to go in English Premiership, or are they? They just on you go jolly offs, <laughs> jolly back to Australia. Like, it's the most bizarre thing.
3: <laughs> like. English. He was off the season before, wasn't he? He Was going to go to Dubai for four million. just then, uh, let
0: them go. There's no trannies or, or nothing. Something. There's no money. You just let them go. He just kind of walks off. It's a weird concept. Yeah. Do we, do we know where
3: they're going yet? Are they no, just? Going to <laughs> I, don't know. I think, I think Tam, Tam's I think going back to
1: Australia. Well, I think Beton's going to Israel, and Rogic hadn't made any plans yet, but he'll just be going on holiday for now <laughs> like, I, I don't know I kind of when when it, when it was announced I wasn't Rogic if you think of Tom Rogic's career at Celtic there's uh, what nine years he's been at the club mm-hmm. and you can say this season he was good the f- you know the first couple of seasons under Brendan Rogers he was good but there was actually l- large periods where he wasn't good or he wasn't you know available or he wasn't fit I think I, I don't know I think as a club we've probably looked at it and thought if we sign this guy up for another two three years what are we getting from him um, so I, as much as he was brilliant this season and he's definitely given us some amazing memories I wasn't totally devastated But well, that's not true on the day at the match when he started crying and everyone was getting all emotional I was like oh my god this is horrible <laughs> <laughs> well, don't go just sign another contract someone <laughs> get down there with a contract
2: get him signed up but, he's no offer but give him what he wants all right,
1: I think I think uh, it's a good time for him to go he's wanted to go I think he's wanted to be near Australia and you know not, not in Scotland and you don't know what goes on behind the scenes maybe Ann just put his arm around him at the start of the season and just said can you stay one more year help me get my team in order I want you to be a part you know there's been some sort of Gentleman's agreement there that you can vote in. You don't you don't know, um,
0: I don't know but like But, but think about I it
1: wasn't. Like, on, I don't,
0: you know but, like, no, but Think about it let's just look at us objectively Right Like so Luca Modric plays for Spurs He's 29 years old he plays 32 league games And he's one of the best players in the Spurs At the end of it Spurs say to oh, him On you go He's like, I'm going to get back to Croatia, or whatever I'm going. Like that, that's just nonsensical. So, so we've got a player that has played thirty two games for Celtic, played really well, carried the team sometimes, played, done what he does. And at the end, it were like twenty. I mean, he's only like twenty nine years old. He's like, see, like on Tommy Boykin, but like I'm going back to Australia. Yeah, too to play for him, Melbourne Knights or something. Like, like I just, I, I know what's happened, and I, I get the. It just kind of seems a bit kind of bizarre. Bye bye. He's still got a year on his corny. Like, we not supposed to be? Are we not is Celtic? Not a business? No. Maybe it's just me. Maybe there. Maybe there's nobody that wants Tom Logic. Maybe that's it. <laughs> it's like it's like me at the dancing.
1: He's, I, I think he's a gamble though. To, to to lay out a fee for him, I think he's a he's a gamble for clubs when they look at his his injury history and also his playing history over the last however many seasons because uh, he hasn't. Even when Brendan Rogers was finished and then it became Neil Lennon's team, he wasn't getting his game all the time. You know, he was, he's was he been well out of the picture. He was that player that you're like, oh, why does rog- Rogic never get a game? So, I don't know. I think he, he has been good and he was certainly very good this season. But I think that possibly... Um,
2: you know, he was always a guy that
0: never lasted 90 minutes either. He so, always so, came off uh, between 60 so and 70. So let's, let's look at Dan's uh, logic on this. So we pay this guy 20 grand, 20 grand a week, 25 grand. Angie puts his arm around him and says to him, Hi Tom, is there any chance of playing a couple of games full 90 for us and sticking a shift in this season and we'll let you go home? And Tom's like, all right then boss, I'll give it a crack at 29 years old. And then he just walks off to the sunset. I mean, I know the Jimmy Johnson story is like, you score three goals, you don't need to go in the... But that's just like a whole season, we trying to put that... Like, is that not what he's supposed to do? It's like, he's going back to Australia, and like, who's going to give him 25 grand a week to play football? He's not going to get that. The local shopping centre to do keep you up, for charity. I mean, he's, to, like... he's not, not signing in Australia, he's
1: just, he's just not st- signing on in Scotland. <laughs> I, I think he'll go to MLS, right. I think he'll go... Like West Coast MLS, get a big, big contract, He'll be involved and then he can get back to Australia no, from
0: there. It's one of the rules of the cool. podcast, you're not allowed to say sign on in Scotland because it brings back bad memories for me. Yeah, sign on. <laughs> so, and then Beaton then, so Beaton, yeah, okay, maybe maybe Beaton, maybe there's a war in Israel or something, I don't know, I don't understand why Beaton's allowed to walk away as well, I just don't understand it. Just, is, his con- is his contract not up? Is it? Aye, his contract.
2: What's that out of contract? Aye, they are. okay. You we were saying Tam's got a year left. both of them, the years, their contracts are up, and so that's how I think it was. Just an agreement saying, right, stay another year and go. Like maybe they tried to punt them and they wanted them. I don't know. They did know, really, but yeah. uh, the time was up. And uh, as I say, everybody expected Roglic to go last summer. So it's just a weird thing, anyway.
1: I
3: think with you Peton, though, about, I just I was just gonna say with Bton he's always I mean, he's had a couple of alright games, but he's never really I don't know, he never really excites me at all. And he's got he got sent off in some critical games as well for some stupid stuff. So, you know, whilst probably a good guy to have around the dressing room. I'm not Paul <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm to no, James I'm, Forrest I'm, is probably the one that splits opinion. Um, and to be honest, when you're looking at risk reward, I mean, I would give James Forrest a contract. Well, just let him, walk away, just let him walk away. Just let him walk away. No, no, I mean, I think I think a lot of folk don't want James Forrest to have that contract, but I think for the goals he scored in Europe for us and things
0: like that, <laughs> you know, I'm quite happy with that. Well, I mean, they, they, let's go back to it then. So, so we're got those two wandering off and then it looks like we've got a spine of a team with McGregor and X, Y and Z. But we need a team that's more physical. We need a team that's... Because this Champions League thing's now coming at us, you know? And I'm just wondering... I'm just wondering... The Dange experiment is this really when it's going to start to look because uh, Rangers will go again. They're going to get money for X, Y, and Z. We'll see what happens. But really, this is although this was a phenomenal season and it's a brilliant league to win, a great league to win. It's just now it's just like wow, where's this going to go? Like this could go amazing or how what how many levels does it need to pull us up in the transfer market? Uh, like we can't buy James. Yeah. We can't we can't buy James can again. <laughs> <laughs> just by
2: you. Yeah,
1: there needs to be a period of reflection as well, you know. So as much as um, you know, losing three out of your first six games of the season wasn't wasn't great, and you know, falling behind early, new manager, you know, twelve players in, twelve out. Ultimately, we've still got ourselves in the position where where we've won the league and gone on. Uh, Unbelievable unbeaten run, but I think when you step back and say right that this is one season in isolation, but you know we dominated for nine previous seasons as well and actually if you look at if you compare ourselves to Rangers and what they 've done in Europe over the last three four years, why as much as we had the domestic success and now we're in the Champions League, why have we been so far away from the, the you know, making progress beyond those knockout stages. Um, and as much as it was funny, you know, laughing at them drinking the toilet water and stuff, ultimately <laughs> they were doing something that we, you know, can only dream of at the moment. Um, you know, we are, we are, when it comes to Europe, we are so far off that. And it's not, you know, we haven't chipped away and, you know, been getting through the rounds at all, whereas they have. And I think that's one thing where you would have to say going forward the league has to be our bread and butter. For a lot of people, it probably wasn't this year because they didn't expect it. But you have to get that league. But I think, you know, you have to start saying, how can Rangers be, a, you know, a team that competes at the latter end of Europe now consistently for the last three seasons? And we're a team that consistently has horror results uh, home and away for the last three seasons. You know, so I think for, for me, that's the bit that's the next, the next big bit, and unfortunately, we're going to have a massive jump because it's not even like we're going into Europa League group stages where, you know, we should be on a par with other teams. We're actually jumping up to Champions League now, where we won't be on a par. You know, it's it's going to be tough games. So I think we would have been quite nervous of Europa League games. Never mind uh, the Champions League ones. So I think going forward. Um, I would like us to be doing a bit better in Europe. I'm always happy league first and foremost, and if we get to that, then we am not so fussed about everything else. But the fact that the other team's able to actually do do a bit of both, that does make me wonder, you know, h- how we can
3: start making a few more inroads ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this season, and I, I'm I'm always keen in Europe, but I think this season, you know, I'd take take the league, you know, given the horror of, of the season before. But the point in Europe is it's the style of football that we play. We play a brand of football that probably doesn't really suit us. It's so predictable to play against, whereas Rangers actually play more are more solid and they seem to just play a way that actually suits them. They play at their strengths, whereas in some of the European games, we, we, we're not playing at our strengths. And then we're making life, we basically just make life hard for ourselves. And it's it's all self-inflicted. It's like the number of errors that we've made in these games. Um, and it only can be sort of uh, described in the style of football that we, we adopt as you know, consistently passing out from the back. If teams do a high press against us, we fold like a deck of cards and get absolutely hammered. And that's us out of Europe. One of the positives, though, is that we we did we were getting a little bit better last season. So you hope that you know, Ange's got a long time to prepare the, the, the players. You know, he's got he's got a long time to prepare them for the Champions League group stages. So we should be well drilled. And I just would like us to play our strengths in in Europe, certainly in the Champions League, because um, any team that plays high press against us in the Champions League, and if we play the way we did at the start of this season. We're going to get hammered. It's going to be Brendan Rodgers
0: that massacre that we got in Barcelona, it's, and it's it's not good. That is, is, is there... as a again? Dan, is there a is there an argument to say that Glakamakis, by his own force of will, changed the way Celtic played? Like so, he. Um, I don't think. I don't think he did change the way we played. Well, I think he did. did. He did. Compared to well sorry I th- sorry, I think he did in terms of the way he just went about his business the way he grasped the nettle after January yeah. I mean everybody's talking about <laughs> Cara. if Cara Vickers hadn't signed in the last day Celtic wouldn't have won league which is totally correct but then Gio who looked if he wasn't a, a, an Angie type of player then suddenly turned down these performances and Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is the type of Angie player. Maybe it is. Maybe there's a different score from. But I'm sort of looking at the sort of Kyogo, Maeda, sprint, 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 run at the channels, different things. But Glakamaki's just gave us something different, that physical... He has, he's, he's gave us that physical energy, but, but something different. Like, we're
2: not throwing big high balls into the box. That kind of, like, um, big strike you're looking for, your Mark Viduka kind of crosses, you know. It's, yeah. I think was I thought we'd kind of kept the same strategy, the same um, attacking options etc, de- definitely has given us that something different,
0: there's no question about that I, I think Celtic play differently or play or, or feel, sorry, feel different when he's in the pitch and fully fit, maybe that's the word I think yeah. they, they feel different to me Matt Hendo yeah, he, you've seen
1: he, he does offer something different because is not wanting the ball with, with his back to goal Ever, and he's certainly not wanting to you know, be holding off for the defender and bring the ball in and then try and bring others into play. If Kyogo gets the ball, he wants it in front of him and he wants to be heading towards goal and he wants his head up to see if he can, if he can find a pass or he's going he's gonna to beat the man. So, but there is, Having Jack and Marcus in the team or, or Kyogo in the team, there is a difference in how that front line will operate I also think the time that he came back and got his fitness and went on a run, you know, it was when we were finding the games tough. And I think the difference with Jacka Marcus is, and as much as in the last day he scored an absolutely amazing couple of goals, um, he he does get the the more basic finishes as well. He just gets himself in the right position and he'll get you the ugly goals. Kyogo doesn't really. Hugo's not going to be one of those guys that ever scores an average goal. Every goal that he scores is always going to be a pretty goal. Um whereas Giacomakis will get you both. You'll probably get more of the ugly goals. Um I think that's just because they are they are different types of of player. But I think at the time that Giacomakis came in, he was what we needed, someone who was going to be a bit more physical, because we don't have many physical players in the in the team at the moment. And I think, you know, we didn't, uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but we didn't hugely miss Kyogo. If you think, he was pretty much out. And the only game he actually really looked sharp and fit was the last day of the season. We pretty much didn't have him the second half of the season and even the games he was playing. In in my view, he wasn't up to speed and he wasn't influencing them at all. It wasn't until, you know, we played Motherwell, who, you know... We're not a good team on the day um, that he looked like he was at, at back to his best. The season ended too soon for him, but you know we did all this without him. Um, you know I don't think you can underplay how good the Jackamachus contribution was either.
2: But then Hi, there was a there was
1: a good few give the, the, a big
2: contribution. When Kyogo was out, like Riley was brilliant, Abada was brilliant. Yeah. You know there was a good few put in this,
0: as well, Jacky Marcus. No. no. Um, yeah. I get it, but that's the thing, isn't it you're you're just looking at so you're looking at a Celtic team which people are saying oh, this is the Angie way, this is the way he plays this ticket, however they say he does but actually if you look at the, if you're looking at the reality what happened in the games the Rangers game, we weren't relentless for instance, we were getting pumped in the second half, the semi-final we fell apart, we still managed to win the league and we won the league and it's a brilliant thing but you've got to look at it critically and say, okay, actually, a lot of the, the geo goals weren't beautiful football. He was just smashing, he was he was grinning that. he he was grin, he was grinning getting His man being wasn't he? Yeah. And, and and we were loving it. Whereas I it, tried to do it, didn't he? I, I tried to do it and just pulled these armstrings, like I'm not doing this. But the thing is I saw him
1: he was on the bench.
0: He Is appeared. It? He was on the pitch at the
1: full time when the when the trophy came out. Um, him, he was on with shades actually as well. Yeah. He just came out <laughs> and he was tracking with shades on. Went, oh, that that's a yeti. You <laughs> <laughs> know we had him. And uh, yeah. let's <laughs> I mean, not the totally changing subject. Sorrow was on the pitch. Marcass. Yeah. Uh, Barcast. I, I seen
2: him coming out with the goal top. top. Jesus. He, he
0: with track he's on. He trackies on.
2: They track. so were
1: all coming out with
0: John Terry in full kit. <laughs> <laughs> and G- J like Julianne's like you can't if Stephen Steven knows it's six foot three, you can't really hide, can you, Stephen? I mean. You could you could see Julianne leaving, couldn't you? Well, I mean I mean he he's had all, he's had six months to get himself on the team and he's no got on it so, you know Well he said he yeah, said, he said he's not
1: happy. because mm. uh, he was in the match day squads because he was, you know, going out to warm up and stuff and then something must have happened because he just he was and then he's just completely out the the picture wasn't you know it's not like we're
0: well stocked in that area I think who is it was it's Stephen Welsh and mm. Anthony Ralston I, I'm beginning to give up Stephen I, I know you've known me probably for the longest since we're brothers but I'm, I'm I think this season next season I'm going to give up this hopefulness I'm going to give up the hopeful Paul Kane of the you know what I mean because I seem to come across as a kind of hopeful character, so I, I'm not hopeful anymore for like sorrow. Or I want them just to do it. <laughs> I just and I, I, now I'm, yeah. I'm getting fed up with this.
3: Do you know what? See when you when you when you see it on Twitter, there was somebody saying about that Celtic invested twenty odd million or whatever they were trying to say. Well, out with Rangers, Celtic has spent a lot, so you would then therefore expect a good return this year and I know football doesn't work out like that all the time um, it certainly does with Newcastle they're spending over over Christmas period but it, it's difficult I mean I think in your heart of hearts you do think well the rest of the clubs outside of Scotland there's a massive gulf financially and we really should be blowing them away you know obviously we've won the league which has been great given the you know the 20 odd points from last season and also because Rangers are in the Europa Cup final, so we we'll running against a very strong Rangers side. Um, but outside of that, we're just so far away from these teams now. You know what I mean? Like Motherwell and all that sort of a stuff. Like we're just miles, at, you know, in terms of financial. Um, so it's it's good to win the league, but it's also a bit. I don't know. You sort of I do think well, we're just so far far ahead yes, of this but then,
0: lot. But then, Stephen we get beat in Europe with teams with the same budget as Aberdeen and that's inexcusable and that's, you know what that's I mean like Bobo Gland, Bobo Gland, where, yeah. like Dan Devaney earns more money than half yeah, their players, I mean, players I mean like they're literally they're not a big team I know, I know we know that but both. two of their players left and walked over and joined Hibs for a fiver and then they were the I two know, of the best know. players and they, they just scuffed us I get that, but the positives
3: is, is that, right, we've had another bit of a freak show in Europe last season. It did not too bad, I suppose, given Blanche and sort of the cards that he was dealt. But this season, it's an excuse, we really should be getting a style that suits us, that we're not um, creating problems for ourselves yeah. and really sort of a kicking on in Europe. Even though we're in the Champions League, I still think we, we, we really have to sort of... A, and um, do yourself do justice. Bodo, Bo, 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 Glenn, or whatever they're called, I mean, the Roma get knocked out by them as well or got absolutely hammered by them. And then Roma's went on and won the, the conference. And so, you know, hopefully Celtic can, can turn it. I'm just concerned about the style that we're going to do this kamikaze football and we're just going to get a doing again in Europe when it's all self-inflicted. Rangers do well in Europe because Rangers play they didn't play anti football this time, they actually played quite quite good, but it was a solid very common bit, bit gallus as well, quite quite Scottish in a way. That we should that we should be playing in Europe.
0: Here we go, just a, just as a as a just to give you an indication of what we're gonna do next year. Club Bruges were fourth. They let in in the first group A Champions League Cl- Club Bruges, twenty goals they let in. Scored six. Milan, AC Milan who won the league. Or fourth, they let in nine, lost six. Sorry, scored six, let in nine. Basitas, 19, they let in. They scored only three. Shakhtar Donetsk, 12, they let in. They scored only two. Dynamo Kiev, 11, scored one. Young Boys, is that right? 12, scored seven. Wilsburg, t- let in 10, scored five. Malmo, let in 14, only scored one. I mean, look, <laughs> well, if, if Betis can score four against his neighbour and
2: Leverkusen can score against his four neighbour, we could easily get a enough off a decent team. Like, if we get Man City or Real Madrid or something like that, you're going to be behind the couch for the
0: two games, let's be honest. I mean, Club Rose and Man City, PSG and Leipzig, uh, Red Bull, Leipzig, and they just get, sc- and Club Rose are pretty good. They get absolutely scudded. AC Milan were fourth and they won the league. But
2: he, he, can, he can't be playing it for the back against these teams let's be brutally honest we don't have the players to play like that but well, that's my that's my worrying factor though like Ange, as much as <laughs> is, is brilliant what he's done I love it it's if we play against a good team like that they will absolutely tear us apart I think and that's the fear for the Champions League if we don't change the style of play and Ange just said a million times he's not going to change it and Brendan Rodgers never changed it and that's why Paris Saint Germain beat seven 0 and Barcelona beat six 0 So if he doesn't change it and we're getting thumped, it could get embarrassing.
0: I mean look at that. Look at, like, at look at just 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 quickly to mean. is we caught the look at the, the Benitez Basitas were playing against Ajax, Sporting Lisbon and Dortmund. And they let in 19 goals. No wins, no nothing. Now, if has turned up at Celtic Park, jeez, what sort of game would it be? Like, Sport and Dortmund, I'd actually be thinking if Celtic got the end, but all right, we're all right, we're all right. But actually... I mean, and it goes back to, you say, Dan and Stephen, it's a philosophy of just taking chances at the back. We can't do that now. We just can't.
3: It's the mentality as well, that we're so fearful, that if we go behind, we just fold. And Martin Henry, we saw it, with that. Um, what was the Dutch team where you took it to the game at the start oh, of the no, season? So nerve-wracking. No, and, yeah, it was a great game, but it was just like yeah, lots of unnecessary stuff. What were you going to say, Martin?
1: No, I was just going to say, I think for those games, you know, you can't, you're, you're not going to bomb forward like you do in Scotland and just be, you know, creating chance after chance. I think you have to use your your players more accordingly for who the opponent is, rather than just saying we're going to play this way and that's that's the end of it. Because yeah, the thing that frustrates me with the passing out the back is you've got Jota and Maeda, you know, hugging the touchline. You know that's where they're told to position themselves. So you know if if Ralston or Greg Taylor has the ball at the back, I don't know why we just. You know, can't just ping a nice old-fashioned ball down the line. You know, just loft it down the channel and, you know, let the fast guy chase it. We never, ever do that. But I think in Europe that that would make me feel so much better than uh, watching them attempt to pop it out the back and giving it to Joe Hart and... Do you,
2: do you remember against Bodo Glimt? Like Maida was playing like, left back to an extent he was back so much it was unbelievable yeah. because they were tearing us apart do you remember that yeah he was uh, in the box he
0: was in the box more Vickers it was I'm, unbelievable but, you know what really, you know what's funny as well is, like I'm doing a lot to, obviously I'm addicted addicted to TikTok but TikTok's got phenomenal stuff about football strategy and you watch I'm watching the Man City so Man City is basically what Ange wants us to be like yeah I mean basically he's following the Pep Guardiola world and uh, they're playing Real Madrid brilliant game blah 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 and then you see uh, Carlos saying look come here come here he says to uh, the boys like come here just knock the ball and run past him and that's what they do against Fernandinho the ball goes through him and the boy runs and runs and runs and scores like it's a pure school football goal Celtic would never do that. Would never do that against Man City, you know what I mean? And there's the, the Real Madrid team. Real Madrid were playing long balls all day. They were knocking the balls in the channels. Rangers played a lot of long balls in Europe. Lots of long balls. Yeah. To get the ball up to where it was supposed to be, where, where they could hurt them, you know? And I'm not anti-long ball. I'm not, I'm not anti-direct football. All I'm saying is, if you're watching Real Madrid in the semi-final of the Champions League, putting balls through for Andinho to run onto and look at Modric pinging balls all over the place if they can do it with all their proud history of Europe surely Celtic can maybe Like yeah. that's another way but again I, I, this is this is the man that stated four years ago that I'm quite glad Neil <laughs> Lennon's going back for the European game so <laughs> anybody I, you can all tell me to shut
2: up <laughs> I, I, th- I think when it comes to Celtic in Europe you can't really be anti anything we just got to play the way it, it it takes to get a, a result against each of the teams we're not a good enough team to go out and outplay somebody as we showed against Bodo Glunt you know what I mean and if we come up against a really good team in the Champions League which we are in pot one and pot two and possibly pot three we're not going to be able to play our style of football all the time you know what I mean it, it just won't work so the, the, there'll need to be changes made but that's what, that's my fear factor as Ange has said repeatedly he's not going to change it
0: so here's the thing. Here, so here's the thing. Then this is when the Paul King becomes slightly left sent, left field. Here's the thing. If what he's seeing, I mean, he must see this. He's like fifty years in football. If he's watching, I mean, Joe Hart's an interesting character because Joe Hart's talking, talks as if Angie's like a cult leader. See when you watch him talking about me, like, oh, is he? All, all there. He's got his chance, but Hart's doing exactly what everything Ange is seeing. Is it a case then that Celtic use that thirty million to just change the whole defence and just upgrade everything? No. Why are you gonna change the full defence? Because for for Europe like well, we're not, not gonna get four new
2: defenders like is <coughs> a decent player. Because
0: because for, a decent... I don't I but, but, but this is a thing, but this is a thing. If Ange wants to get to Man City levels, we need upgrades. And you have but, to start. A diff- we need we're, not, we're not getting
2: to Man City levels. Don't, don't even. Don't even
0: have that conversation. Like Man City are on a different level. Yeah, but we're going to go. go we're we're g- not getting anywhere near it. Yeah, no, but but we're going to go into Man City territory, as in we're going to go in Champions League, and to get to that level of what he wants to play that football without getting absolutely scudded, we have to have. I'm not talking about midfield players. I'm talking about just getting a, a better defensive unit in I mean. I, I, that's I all. But like, well, we got two. Yeah, we got no, we, don't know, we, don't know, we don't know, we get we get three, we got two de- midfield defenders and we got we get two de- defenders and we got a goalkeeper last year. And we get Ralston. So hey, you're talking man city level? They two are no man city level. Like Ralston's no man city level. No, but I'm talking oh. about I'm talking about I'm talking about getting to a level where we're not hiding behind the couch because they carry past each other. You get my <laughs> drift? Well, i am not going to
2: be hiding behind the couch
0: like. <laughs> I know.
1: I don't I, don't, I don't. I think that that level of player, though, we are not going to. We are not uh, a top European team at the moment. So why would top European players suddenly want to come and and play for us? Especially if you look at our record in Europe recently, you know that this uh, adventure in the Champions League next season could be a bit of a, a one-off. If you're a top European player. You're probably trying to get in any of the top six clubs in England because they're all getting some sort of European football, possibly top seven or whatever. Um, and then you know some German club probably. You're not looking at you're not looking at Celtic. I I think there'll be changes in the summer, but I, I don't anticipate wholesale changes. I think you know you might get Carter Vickers in a full time contract, you might get Jota, but I I don't think there'll be huge changes. I agree with um, you.
2: Because the big money was spent last year and the big changes were made last year, so he's, he's got to try and build on it now. You know I mean? The yeah, huge the huge change the, was last year.
1: Yeah, if you can get rid of some of the, the squad players, uh, you know, if you think Julian that we mentioned, Soro, Ayeti, Barkas, you can get rid of some of them, great. And then also some of these players that came in last year, Burugidi, Liam Shaw, um, you know, Scales... Are they really players for the future? What was the, the point of those signings? Um, are they going to be first-team players next year? You know, so I, I don't think there'll be a, much of a change in our approach. I think there'll be some players in and players out, but if four go out, I wouldn't expect more than,
0: than four in. Well, see, see my, argument, my argument against that is the Scottish Cup semi-final. I keep going back to it. We ended up with Ralston and Welsh playing, and Rangers were like, with we we'd like, we'd, we'd basically no players left. And for Celtic to keep this intensity level, I mean, look at Leeds United. Leeds United, for instance, just fell apart. Celtic need to have better players. Like the, and that's why I'm saying, the hopefulness of Paul Kane now is changing something like, I don't I want these players to have the ground. I want someone like Matt O'Reilly to sign for Selig and just play like he did. That's what I want now. I don't want this nonsense of scales and all these got other great players I've fed up seeing this trick time and time again. Like Dembele's away. Mr. Dembele now is he's off. Keoko Debelli's just finished. That's him. He's just he's got no conning with anybody, he's a lot of guys just standing about. He was playing football down the street last week, I think. That that's <laughs> a, that, that that was our that's our young player that of note that was gonna be take the world by storm. And he's literally not got a contract with anybody. And so is the wee boy went
2: to Ben Dokes as well, he was a man for the future and I just tried yeah. to give him a game and said, Oh, we're gonna keep you know that and then he was like, Nah, I'm off as well so
0: I know it's just I, I, I get your point. I get your t- point in team building, but ultimately, ultimately, I th- I think it is possible to get ourselves in a better position, but it might just mean that. We're, I mean, he has been pretty cutthroat with Julian, but then if you look at, he has backed Starfield. He has backed probably eight, nine of his players, except maybe the two Japanese boys they brought in. Have not? He's not been as much. Every other player that he's bought in have played. Yeah, but this is this is the season we'll see how real good man
3: management Angie is. You know, um I'm interested in midfield. I mean, is this the season of James McCarthy? Because if the answer is a resounding no, then I really don't want him at the club. I know he's got two years and I'm a wee bit it's a bit odd that we gave him a three year contract. There may be some sort of an Irish thing going on there, but I don't know why. You know, hopefully this is the season of James McCarthy because that could be a him playing. You know, at Phil Pell in that role would allow McGregor to push up a wee bit, and it would be very useful for us in the Champions League. But he's got to. I mean, he's got a massive mountain to climb if he's going to get to any level from from what we're seeing
0: at the moment. See that's see that's nonsense about he, d- he didn't have a pre-season. I don't want any football player at our club that didn't have a preseason signed this year. We've but got time. We've got so, we, normally. I know, but we've you don't say like, do a jetty a jetty didn't have a pre-season. McCarthy didn't have a preseason. That's yeah. nonsense. Like just nonsense. Like absolute garbage. McCarthy didn't have a preseason, so he he done his season during the season, just mm-hmm. noddling around, getting ten grand a week, twenty think, grand I a think, week. Yeah, uh,
1: McCarthy. I, I can't. I can't see it. He had enough sub-appearances and appearances and other I'd rather play games. Dan Devaney,
0: I swear to God. Dan Devaney would be better.
1: I
3: don't,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't see next season being the second coming for him because he showed... He wasn't, he wasn't bad in the games he came on in or the games that he played in. He just didn't show that he was, you know, worthy of a three-year deal and, you know, as a former internationalist, Know Premier League player for a number of years he just didn't show any of that but he wasn't a bomb skater or anything you know Eton coming on and getting sent off or clattering he didn't do anything like that he just didn't do anything that you went away talking about saying oh McCarthy there's something there still be good if he can get a run in. that just didn't happen that discussion ever
0: yeah, yeah. I, I suppose look the fact of the matter is we've won the league and it's phenomenal and then you're looking at the season next and just trying to project what's going to happen and maybe you guys are right maybe you will just stick with Carter Vickers and Starfield and Joe Hart I think, I think maybe he will they, do but like he's got 30 he, round quad in the back he's skyrocketing. yeah but, but defence you need to get a partnership and it does take a wee bit of time so
3: I'd be keen if they kept things going I'd be keen actually to keep Julian as well Turnbull was interesting when he came back from his injury because there was a player that I mean, it's a basic football trick, isn't it? You move it quickly to the side and you hit it. And what he used to do, he used to do that all the time So he'd move it with the outside of his foot and then smack it. And and more often than not, he'd get a great shot on target and he'd score. And see when he came back, he was doing it and then he just he just didn't have that follow through. And you're like, there's a nervy player that's sort of a, a wee bit, you know, still coming okay, he's still come back from injury, but you're just thinking that's a bit a bit worrying. Hopefully he will get back. A level because he's someone that could really push on as well, but I just don't want him to stagnate, you know, and go
0: backwards. No, I. No, he was brilliant for his last year before he got injured. So, and then you look, but then I was having a wee look at the previous players, like so. Christy, I think Christy got up, didn't he? And then I, 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 I was just like I thought I would maybe like put a stamp on the English league, but he doesn't seem to. Yeah, I know it's sort of.
3: I don't
0: like know. He he's injured. done no too bad. He to I don't yeah. know too bad. No, no, but I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna be like when first when they first came in and they were winning all these games, I thought this guy's gonna absolutely he's gonna be chapping the door at Chelsea again, you know what I mean? That type of player he's gonna really show us. And then Eddie, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace have done really well. Every time you watch Edward you're just like oof. I mean, can you get a game towards the end of the season? Ah, he's kinda but, again. but then these are the guys that we were like pure sold you we were sold on last year and it was a golfing class and how can we So I don't know maybe, yeah. The other good thing about Anja is that they're all buddy buddies, they're all going holiday together and all that. That's the sort of holiday Dan that was the sort of picture of like Starfelt and Jota and Welsh and all that on holiday together Dan that's you that's that's the old Dan Devani to been there. You'd have been that in that hotel sitting with them just by chance, you know what I mean? I ninety-seven. There we go. He's been sitting there like a jota. It's, it's your round <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> you know, you've lost your edge, Dan. You've lost your edge. I don't know. I'm still fighting it. I'm still fighting it. <laughs> yes, yes. for a
2: pint, instead.
0: So we're going to talk about Hendy's uh, Hendy's uh, least favourite subject, but we have to touch on. It is the is it's footballs. A, football is a entertainment industry. And Celtic entertainers, and they did do. You have some great goals, some great memories, all that. But when you look at this side across the city, you know that way. Like, who are they entertaining? Are they entertaining their own fans, or are they entertaining us? Like, what's their what's their real entertainment value? And I would argue that Rangers are actually there to entertain us, because. It's so funny. It's the funniest football club in the world, and again, for two weeks this European stuff. It's just so like I've never. I laugh and laugh, and laugh. every time we get a text message, I'm just gutting myself. It's but it's that thing of a team getting to Europe, getting to a European final, and then realizing that everybody's just gonna laugh at them. It's just such a funny thing, and it. it even though I was nervous about it, I just didn't, obviously didn't want them to win because I just knew we'd get rammed in our throats. But the fact of the matter is that Rangers only did win the Scottish Cup this year and the hearts were miles away from us. So is this going to be, is this is them this, is this, um, reach the mountain, top of their mountain, and it's going to all fall away from there? But it's just interesting to see how that world's going to work out in the summer. Because...
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it will depend on what transfer business they do in and out over the summer. Um, I think for me, the reflection I had was at the turn of the year, I thought they were on the way down and we were on the way up. And, you know, I was pretty confident at that point that, you know, we would, we would turn the, the Titanic and that gap would be back in our favor. And I don't think there is much of a gap. Uh, I think the fact that Rangers were in a European final and lost has given everyone a bit of a a giggle, especially that the you know getting to penalties and going out in the worst possible fashion makes it even funnier, although perversely that means that they were even closer to to doing it um you know so i don't i don't think there's much of a gap there um and I think that's why we have to take a look at ourselves. And prepare for next season properly, because they they have the opportunity to you know to build from the, the fact that they've shown that they can compete in Europe and domestically, um, but it will be down to who they keep and who who comes in for, for any players that they sell, because at some point Ryan Kent's going to go i don't think he had a good season domestically last season, but you know by all accounts did well in Europe. Uh, the games I watched I thought Bassey the two the two games against Celtic that's, uh, that, not the not the first one, the second game, the game Ibrox so thought he was he was decent um, and could could go on again. He seemed to get good good reports in in Europe, so they 've got some sellable assets at the moment, which is interesting because at this point in time i 'm not quite sure we have players at peak value at the moment. Um whereas I would say for them they could get money for Kent, they could get money for Morelos, they could get money for, for Bassey. You know, there's a few players in there now that um they definitely could get a, a bit of money for, whereas our players it feels like more of them at their at the start of their journey with us and that 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 price tags and things, you know, I am not quite sure that we've got the same level of sellable assets at the moment, but that that's a that's that's good in a way because it means hopefully no one's going to be sniffing around our team too hard. Um, but you know they they might get some money, but actually can they replace with players that go with like like or, or? I read either. a funny,
0: a really funny uh, review of the Rangers transfers and, and Scottish football transfers. Is it the, there's a Golson like had heart trouble, a heart tur- tur- uh, like. He had something like a sort of rumble or something like in his heart, a, a murmur. Trep? yeah, so the only reason why Rangers got him is because he was like, he was damaged goods, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he went on to play four years, like he never missed a game for Rangers, he played the whole... So Rangers are never going to be able to get a player like that, of that type of quality again. And it's that trick of buying players that are sort of, like Bassi was injured and all that carry on. And then getting them to a level and pushing them up, and that 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 trick doesn't. I mean, it just seems very sort of precarious to buy a player that was sort of half injured. And, John you know, Hartson. John Hartson, yeah. But uh, uh, if Rangers are in that market, that's a bit more treacherous to get that right. I'd think Van Bronckhorst should be looking in the Dutch market, but then I don't know. It doesn't really seem to be. I don't know. I'm not really sure about Van Bronckhurst he seems to be quite good tactically but no, it was, just, it was just an interesting view of it but I certainly think for Celtic to do well in the Champions League we have to have the eye on the league and then the, the view would be we'd have to make sure watching what Rangers are going to do because that might if Rangers start pushing the boat out or doing X, Y and Z we're really going to have to match it if what Hendo's saying is right there's not much difference between us I think there is in my heart of heart I think a fully fit Celtic team, Swashbuckling, should be putting them away, but that didn't really happen. It happened once, but it didn't really happen again. You know, so again the bias is there for us. No, we, we don't. We don't
2: need. We don't need match. What, we don't need match what they're doing. Also, we just need to get our own house in order and get it right. You know what I mean? Like. Rangers proved the they gave us a bit of reality check when we were all like oh, they're, they're, they're absolute murder they're crap we're going to win the league and they're going to win nothing and then they kept beating teams in Europe decent teams in Dortmund um, and Leipzig uh, do you know what I mean they'd expect them to beat so they were actually they were actually doing alright I don't know how they were doing it because as I said I didn't watch it but they were still like, they Dortmund didn't they so you're kind of going, hold on a minute here, like, they're, they're crap, but they're beating these teams, so what are they doing? Is it is it the manager or is it just the players they've got?
0: I, I, uh, I, I love, like obviously I love quirky things, but I love, I love all the Rangers fans when they go away and then, like, you get the story in the papers, like, ah, he was out with his, he was out, Stephen was out drinking with his, he didn't have his passport, he didn't have his wallet, you're like, what? Like, he didn't have any papers. And he just, he just went to the toilet and he just disappeared for 36 hours. You're like, all right, okay then. So what you're saying is, and then his missus is on the Daily Records, soon as anybody seen him. And then Dan, you see a picture of him he's always got like, kind of, like a yellow shot. He's always got a sort of, Sort of like a non-gender a, a fluid shot on your life so he disappear for thirty-six six hours in the to- toilet. You get my drift? It happens all the time. Rangers, all these guys just go on holiday for three days to support Rangers, and then they just disappear for like two days, and then they come back. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. And they always leave. They've always left their wallet, their phone, and their passport in the hotel, which nobody has ever done in their entire life. <laughs> I mean. Sure, There's a another famous story about when Scotland went to Argentina for the World
2: Cup, there was about 100 went and never came back. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Just stayed there, the last met an Argentinian last thing, like good luck.
0: <laughs> Join the revolution.
2: You're not going to
0: find them in those days, in the 70s, you know what I mean? No chance. <laughs> oh, Rangers, Rangers are really funny. It? It, it, at one stage it was 100. So Rangers fans have been slagging Celtic fans for years and years about this 80,000 Celtic fans of Seville. So I was keeping an eye on the Daily Record and the Sun. And at one point, the Daily Record said there was 150,000 Rangers fans in Seville. And there was nowhere near it. You're like, you're not just taking the mickey at your own selves. you know what I mean? Well, I'm so happy that I've won the... I'm so happy to win the league. I'm so I happy. I mean, that, to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't that bothered about if they'd have won the Europa Cup. But no, no, the I ones was, that stood so out was Kevin
3: Thomas. Was it Kevin? and, and um, Kenny Miller saying that it would it would basically beat the, the Lisbon lines and then <laughs> yeah. also the, the the betting on who would come out next I think it was it Richard Goff that started it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. penis started it and then it was Richard Goff Behave and then it was July
0: is in there <laughs> then I did one I done a John, video
3: Dan, I done a video as well
0: doing, just off Jim, the cuff
3: you and Greg penned <laughs> yeah. but do you know what right? I was going to like laugh at that but it actually worked it seemed to work no it didn't no, it, it, did. it wow. seemed <laughs> to sweat them all out <laughs> That's a it's nice sort of a, them engaging in the chimp brain
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm, uh, okay. I'm the oldest man in the world right now but like and I'm also the most boring guy in the world. But the fact of the matter is, you go to support your team, but Rangers fans didn't support their team. They just went and got absolute blitz and just sat in the stadium. Know what I mean, like, they didn't do anything. They just stood there. Were, like, absolutely hammered. Like, like, give it... Like, the Pelly kicks were going against them. The Rangers fans are just standing there, like... We were totally shot a load the early doors. I mean, they were absolutely the worst fans in the world. And then like, through follow, 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 follows are uh, what's our fans doing? And then, then somebody says it's not. They're not really our fans. All the fans are at home because we can't afford to go. These are just like, like high earners, and they're all just standing there like, like sh- crashed. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> but anyway, right, I mean, don't we, <laughs> we don't want that nonsense to happen ever again. I mean. But anyway, so so all in all, it's great, and we keep an eye on this because I, I just think it's going to be really exciting. I so so your prediction, Dan, is everything the same? Buy a few players, then that's it. Or do you think?
2: I, I really don't know what's going to happen. I'll be honest with you. Um, I don't think we can change the defense too much. Um, I don't. I'll be honest again. I don't even know when the Scottish leagues due to start. I don't even know when the Champions League starts. But I know it's condensed because right. I was trying to get a drafty. Six group games, and I know obviously there's usually the last group games on like the 10th of December. That's not going to happen because of the World Cup, so I know course, the Champions yeah. League games are definitely condensed. I have no idea when the Scottish League starts in any years now. I know it's brought forward anyway into it because of the World Cup. I
1: think it's usually right at the end
3: of July, last weekend in July it's been starting. But has it changed? I was going to ask Martin do you get an extension like the Rangers fans do due to the Queen's Jubilee for your um, season ticket (laughs) renewal if we
1: didn't um, because yeah I mean I think most people I think stuff like that just is just crazy I
0: couldn't believe it but again Martin you could have sent your kids to school with red, white and blue (laughs) today I mean Dan did you hear that? No. Oh, Stephen, you go,
3: Stephen. tell them. A, an email out to say, um, yeah, kids, because of the Queen Jubilee, they've got to come on the Friday with red, white, and blue. So, like,
0: <laughs> no.
3: I'll gladly write that
2: signal. Just um, <laughs> buy them a France flag.
0: I don't think the fixtures are out yet. A, well, well, Bertie,
3: Bertie said you should uh, send them like, a tricolour and all that. And then. Um, <laughs> To school, but no. Ah, you like a... you ordered the French tricolor,
2: and then you yeah, get an Irishman
0: instead, <laughs> and that, you could do a Did that guy Lark call? not do that? Did he not paint his grass? And it was like a tricolour. but he was trying to do it red, white, and blue. But because he painted his grass, it looked, it looked <laughs> like a tricolour Lark call. he just made a total dick of himself on Twitter. And Jesus. they would deliver the fictions. Now, the fiction have not been there yet. It released... Well, it's not saying much. It's actually not saying much. But, uh, I was just going to say,
3: just just finally, see on the players to sign though, that guy Dylan Levitt for Dundee United, I mean, can we just sign him? He scored a fantastic goal against us. um the for who, Man United? Dundee oh, United is incredible. He's, he's, he's in loan from Man United, I think, a Welsh guy. And, but he scored the, week, the goal he scored a few weeks before. He just did this like mad drag and then he, he beat a couple of folk and then just knocked it of the corner. He's he's absolute quality. But um, so there's a couple of good players about Scotland, I think, that we
0: could maybe sign up. Okay, we'll do, you, we'll do it well, before we go yeah, then, so we're not getting tired. Best player of the year then for you, Dan? Would you? McGregor? Yeah. F- See, the thing is, Dan, I know ten, five, seven years ago you used to think you Anyway, I'm, 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 I've let that go. Hendel, who would Thank you? My God. <laughs> You're a <liar. laughs> Hendo, who was your best yeah. player?
1: I wasn't expecting that question to come. Um, I would have said that the most high impact players would have been McGregor or Rogic this season. Um,
3: one just, of those two just with, like when they were both. It was, it, was, it was beautiful. <laughs> Stephen? I like McGregor, Jack and Mark is a bad as well. I mean, his stats is Abada, yeah. incredible let just go for a badder for the carry-on factor but he could really he could he could be the one next year that just lights up the Champions League Probably. he's only about 20 isn't he aye nice yeah. That's,
2: yeah. Why, that's why we kept beat on for another year just to look after him
3: yeah was the only reason but I think he was saying that Joe Hart's his best mate and all that now so
0: um. is it <laughs> so there we go. Celtic won the league. Hendel happy was days. right. Hendel was right. He kept a cool head. It was, it was, amazing. was, was, was me and Darren were I losing us.
1: See when we got the trophy on Trophy Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a feeling! Absolutely magic. Just everyone so happy in that ground. Um, real, real coming together. I Think just because at the start of this this time last year you couldn't have seen that coming. I think everyone was just absolutely delighted to, to, to see the trophy back. Um
0: so I didn't really actually was, this year I didn't watch it. I actually was just too emotional. I know that sounds a bit weird, but I just kinda after the game on the Wednesday night, the Dundee United game, I just was like I can't yeah. I just I felt actually I wanted to go home, but I was actually I watched it. Later on, I just didn't want to watch it. I was feeling a bit sort of emotional. At the United game, I was really emotional after it. Me and Joshua were standing there, and it was just—it was a weird feeling. It was great. It was great to win The, that was the, a the Saturday, it was—it uh, was so nice in
1: the ground, and I think because uh, because Rogic had been crying when he came, came off and. My seats in, in line with the dugout, so you could look along my row. And he was sat at the end of the dugout, so everyone could just see him. And he was just hands and his face, absolutely gone. Um, so no, it was brilliant. And then I feel like for the, a couple of days afterwards, I like was on a downer because um, it'd been so good. And then you're like, oh, God, we don't have a game now till the end of July. Uh-huh. What a night. Bring back the Europa League qualifying rounds. <laughs>
0: I, I just, they done the United stuff with Joshua, I just felt closer to my son for the first time, really close to him, not for the first time, but like just like in a Celtic way, I think he's like, Dad, this is amazing, I was going bananas, I like think I was bouncing on him down as a D, <laughs> that's so good, All right. so anyway, that's yeah, like, uh, sure. special times, special players, and good luck to Angie for these, uh, also, is, is it just me or is Angie's kids, like younger than my kids? And uh, his I do on now. were very, very young. His kids were <laughs> <his age. laughs> the kids were younger than your kids, Steve. You like, he, he just get these kids, you giving kids when he came over to Scotland. I
1: don't know what happened. I, I noticed
2: that as well. I thought,
0: the hell <laughs> 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 no, he, he's, mar- he's married later on. No, but his missus looks kind of 40s
1: now. As well. I
2: don't know
0: where the kids came from, I don't know, maybe he just borrowed them. <laughs> he's yeah. had a few kids. I don't know, maybe, maybe adopted or something,
2: I don't
0: know. But he doesn't mention them at maybe. all. He was saying, oh, my family's come over and i like to spend more time with them, and then I was like, know, he's just, maybe they're, maybe they're his, maybe he's his godsons. I don't know. His godsons? his grandsons? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Right. Yeah. They used to have kids, they are grandsons. Well, Maybe maybe that's it because I was like, he's like 50. I was like, why is his kids two years old? Like, why? Also, as well, I noticed that. Also, as well as how many people look like Angie in the world? Like, we've got a guy called Sean Lavery, right? So, every time you go abroad, there's always like a, a Turkish Sean or a Greek Sean, there's like an English Sean. Just it's always how it looks like Sean. Honest to God, I went to Portugal a couple of weeks ago. 'Cause I'm Billy Big Boss, what I mean, but the part of my everybody look like Angie. Like everybody look like Angie, like got bit of roughage in your face, sunglasses, every Angie. There <laughs> yeah, we go. I'm gonna ask Angie why he's get his kids are like two years old. I was gonna
3: just say I really enjoy it. See that hearts game though because we went to the pubs very frustrating it's happened, happened time after time the pub advertised they're showing the celtic Hearts game i walk in first it's 12 o'clock just before and i was like right where's the game and they're trying to they're faffing around and then they're like oh it's not on it's not on no stuff and then then mikey Dow comes charging in he's the celtic top <laughs> on he's like that why are they not showing the game and, uh, and then he manages to get the, the, the game on and stuff and we're sorted and then that was us we stayed in the boozer all the way through we watched the Toulouse game at rugby and then we watched the Man United Brighton I think they got horsed and then the Liverpool game and I was saying that at that time we were quite drunk so I was saying to the, the, the Liverpool to- was Tottenham I was like this game's rubbish it's not anywhere close oh. to the Celtic Hearts game <laughs> and the guy the wee guys like that, oh it's just tense it's just tense so much at stake I was like it's tense it's rubbish <laughs> and then yeah Mikey was saying some stuff and that yeah that was the end of the afternoon just Mikey was there all afternoon he's his interior top
0: one that's it's quality um, good man but, that, it's, but that's like, This was not Mikey but you'd be swapping your top at the end of the night and you wake up the next day you're like I don't know how have I done <laughs> Anyway, gentlemen, fantastic. Thank you so much. You're straight to bed, straight to bed, yeah, Martin? Beauty sleep? Yeah,
1: man, I
0: need to take the, the, the doggy out for a wee toilet start, but yeah. Mm. Bed back. I've got chaos behind me. What do you see, Dan? Enjoy yourself? Do you enjoy your, your family over and stuff like that? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, uh, more
2: over next weekend, so
0: yeah, i And Stephen, well done. She you feel very good at the moment? Very good. Thank you. Yeah, I think my game's off now. I'm off to my bed. Uh, I think I'm going to go and find my three children who have been wandering around, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And uh, take care. All the best. Well done, guys. See ya. Cheers, guys. Bye -bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.